Hey, this is Aaron Plessinger, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Chase Sexton, you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. After two weeks off, episode 200 tonight, uh, a few changes already. We, uh, You guys know Paula Press Day is going on. That kind of conflicted with some of the guys we had already scheduled. But before we get into all that, I want to thank our title sponsor, Acherbys USA. For decades, Acherbys has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. Acherbys has what you need. Visit acherbysusa.com or call 1-800-659-1440. Let Brian and Tal and Volan know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you there. Also on board, X-Brand Goggles, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, Allsport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, use promo code MOTOX to save, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, R Jerky, promo code MOTOXPOD21, Extreme Colors, Williams Moto Works, all on board. Um, we good? Guys, okay, we have a new system we're using for going YouTube Live tonight, making sure it's working, should change, fix some of the sound issues we've had in the past. In studio, DJ TJ, what's up, dude? What's up, man? This is totally different. Yeah, the way it looks is kind of throwing me off. I wasn't expecting that, but it looks fine. Okay, it looks like we're live. Anybody on? We are live. It looks like Garrett's already said what's up, but yeah, it's just a little different. Cool, cool. All right, so yeah, what it does is hopefully, if you guys have ever went back and watched the YouTube feed Later, the sounds crappy in the beginning with the intro song, and it was all over the place. It sounded like it was going mono. Dune Goon, Travis Marks hooked me up, kind of gave me point, some pointers, and we, we think we have it fixed. Also in studio, Scotty T. What's up, man? What's happening? What's happening? Not much. So you dropped a bombshell a little bit ago. The Nationals kick off at Paula this weekend, and apparently you want to take a weekend off already? We just had two weekends off. <laughs> You're asking for, like, the... Two Tuesdays from now off. You what, think you're uh, what, me or something? Yeah, like, no, heaven like forbid. We already I have t- TJ who's never freaking here. Heaven forbid I leave the country once every 10 years. <laughs> okay, dude. Whatever, man. <laughs> I guess I guess it's just me, you know, the only one that really cares. Got a good show tonight, 200. Um, I promoted it as Chase Sexton, Chase uh, Brian Steely from Mad Skills, Kelly Louch, she is the director of Monster Girls, and Josh Jelly Ellingson, who is Justin Cooper's mechanic. Because of press day, Chase had to uh, back out, and so did Josh, unfortunately. Those guys were really busy today with press and some TV stuff and lots of stuff going on with the opening round coming up. But Talon Volan from Acherbys is going to save the day. He's going to come on here in a little bit, talk a little bit about Max, talk about just his thoughts overall in general about the outdoor season coming up, Supercross season that just happened. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Mad Skills 3 dropped. I think most of you guys, if you play the game, you know it's out. Been kind of, I've been piddling with it a little bit today. Brian's going to talk, come on, talk about that. And obviously, like I said, Kelly Louch, uh, she's in charge of all the Monster Girls. So we're going to get to know her a little bit. Got some pretty cool or fun questions, content that 
Brady Bowers and Riley Kirk sent me to ask her. So I think we're going to have a good time. Uh, we think, man, Nationals just a few days away. Scotty, I know we gave our predictions of a, a few weeks ago. I think on the last show, maybe two shows ago. I don't even remember. But what do you what do you foresee, man? I mean, come Saturday. Here's what I want. So, first question. We talked about this. I did the the pre uh, the motocross preview show. The national, I'm all tongue tied. The outdoor national preview show with the Moto Limited show last Friday with Nick and Trent, and then Toolman Dan came on, and Justin Jennings was on. And a question was brought up: like a lot of times, how important is the first round? Right? Typically, it's a long series. First round may have a winner that doesn't really necessarily even win anymore after that, or it's like a, a fluke almost. Yeah. This year, back to a full schedule. But an extremely stacked field, right? So we it's not yep. just something we're saying. It literally is very stacked. How important is this first round? Well, so normally your first round is you've had a week and a half, if tops, to get ready. You're still trying to recover from ailments and stuff from Supercross. Now you come into it, everybody's fresh, everybody's had enough time, everybody's hungry, the class is stacked. You want to, like, I feel like you, it's more important now than ever to set yourself up for the rest of the season. Even if you are the guy that, say, your only overall that you win is the first round. If you if you win that overall, well, you put yourself in the pilot seat. And even if you get second, thirds the rest of the year and you don't even win another overall, but you're constantly second, constantly third. There's so much depth where I think it puts you in the driver's seat. Okay. So you can win the first one and you don't want to definitely, you definitely don't want to be 20th the first one because then you're just, then you're never going to come back to that. Well, the funny thing is you could take a guy that we expect to be a top two or three guy and can easily be 12th or 13th on, on the first round and almost not be a surprise because there's, there's 12 or 13 guys that you would go, yeah, I can see him winning. Right. What about you, TJ? I'm sorry. I'm I know you're sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I'm just working on this, making sure it's all right. But, okay. Um, so, First round, how important do you think it is this year with such a stacked field? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> nope. Okay. But uh, Paula I, is going to – I want to use this already. Okay. It's brand new. Stop acting like an idiot. <laughs> you're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Anyway, so I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. It's the first round. We have twenty-four motos, unless you have like a full-on DNF, and it really took two DNFs uh, last year for Eli to basically be out of it. I mean, it's a long. It was a shorter series last year, but I say it's a long season this year, so it doesn't matter as much. More guys right now ready to go. Last year, Cooper didn't wasn't racing. Kenny ended up not racing. But don't we always talk about this, how it's always a deep field and how all this matters? Okay, this show's over. The we only, will talk well, about it. The only thing that I can say to a side point to what he's saying is the fact that they're, they are at Fox, Paula, whatever you want to call it. That is a track that they all test on. It's a track just like the tracks that they all test on. It's one of those Cali tracks. So... Everybody is somewhat used to that kind of track. So I think that maybe in that sense, that track is gives us a different vibe than what the rest of the series will be, except for when it comes back to there's two Paulas. But that track is going to be a completely different vibe than the other tracks. So yeah. I think it, it's going to be a different playing field on the first round than it will be the rest of the series, yes. But I think still it's important to carry the momentum through the season. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I disagree with TJ. I think it does matter because of how stacked it is, and I think we're going to have a lot of guys to make it through this season. I, I feel like Kenny's probably not going to make it very long. <laughs> That's the only one I'm really thinking that might go out quick, and I think you have to do – I don't think like you, said, I don't think you can have a bad moto or even a, I mean a bad overall or even a bad moto in this opening round. I think you need to come out on fire. I think you're going to see a lot of 10-3s for okay. third overall, like 10-2s for – Third or fourth, like it's, it's going to be a lot of that. The question I wanted to ask is: so we all, every, I think it's the easy thing to do talking in our industry of of talking about this stuff is uh-huh. to be like, okay, who wins this year? Who 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 wins? I want to ask the question: who of the main guys doesn't win a moto? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna look at my list here. You can even say overall. Overalls are obviously a lot harder. Who do to you win consider than, the main guys? I mean, you got. I mean, you obviously have got your Tomax, your Webb, your Roxons, your Moosekins, your Anderson, Osborne, Sexton, C- Sansarillo, Barsha, Ferrandis, Plessinger. Okay, so Everybody's a main guy. So you're you're t- you're you're factory guys. If you're a okay, factory guy, so I I say Jason Anderson does not win a moto. You say that I think he'll have some. He, he some won the good fir- rides. he won the very first moto last year. I know. I, I'm just that's the you asked. That's yeah, the guy I'm going to okay. go with. Um. I'm looking at the list. Anderson I'm, does I'm not win Jason, a moto. I'm gonna say Jason doesn't win a moto. A moto. Yeah, just, I'm gonna. I mean, that's, that's wow. the question. I'm, throw, is, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I'm just six. saying that that's brave, in my opinion. Hey, TJ, can you? So Nick from Moto Limited said yep, yep. that the volume was a little low. I'm already working on it, and I, I've turned it up here. Don't touch it over there. Well, it's okay. So that other people have said. Yep. Okay. Cool. I'm working on it. Cool. Cool. Um. Anyway. Cool, 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 so yeah, Jason. Jason is. I, I hope Jason wins some. I like Jason a lot. That's just the guy I'm picking right now. Although, you know, things are changing for him too, right? It sounds like he's going to Kawasaki. Does he, is he remotivated? Who knows? That's just that's who I'm throwing out. That's going to be my pick. I think a lot of times you have guys like that. A change, even any kind of change, helps them out a lot. Well, he's not going to – he's still in Husky for this year, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm saying like, looking forward to that change. Uh, okay. is what I'm saying is like, like the idea, there's a change coming. That's going to help him out, I think. And – I wondered, and this is sounds something really dumb, and maybe a little bit off of who's going to do good. But when you have somebody new like that, when you are like not new, but going to a new team or somebody doing something like that, do they wind up like, like their contracts in ink? So if he sucks, it doesn't matter; he gets the same pay. Or I wonder if they put something in their contract saying, "Hey, if I get top two, or if I win the championship, you pay me X more money." I don't know. How are that are you saying? Are you saying this the time old when somebody puts in their two weeks, they're like. I'm just flying Short-timers. this. One. I'm just flying this one out, man. I got. I put my two weeks in already. I'm just. I'm. I don't really. Care. Yeah, exactly. Well, certainly, there could be something if Eli brings that number one plate over to Yamaha. That's what I'm saying. That's, do, yeah. Do they I, get more money because he's coming with that, or is the ink dry and he doesn't matter? That's what I'm curious. Yeah. So this, I, I know I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna sound out of the loop on this, but those two are the both of those statements are news. How did that fly under the radar so much? Like, how did I not hear about it? I don't know, dude. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. I don't understand how either one of you misses so much stuff when you're part of this show. I I, I don't get well, it. Man. If you don't mind, I mean, just adding this to the group tweet. message. Whenever you're messaging all these guys, well, it's industry Twitter. insiders, it's yeah. See, I don't following do Racer X, do Mathis, follow, and those guys on Twitter. I follow all that's pretty much where all Instagram. the news for motocross comes through. Do you? I, s- I, s- I see stuff on Instagram, but I didn't see that. That's not news, though. That's what Twitter's for. Do you I think see, I don't, Twitter I don't is missing my opinion? No, but if you want to keep up with what we do and honestly be up to date, Twitter's where you need to be. That's where it's at. That's where 
I don't understand how y'all have time to do anything in your life with as much like time as people spend on social media. I'm stubborn. I won't. I mean, I've said that I won't get it, and I won't get it. So it's, I may it's, be that. It's I, really hard to be a media it. guy and not be a part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not a media guy. I'm, I'm a, a co-media producer. guy. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm working on this stuff. I guess that's why you're not getting invited. To yeah. places. Oh, sh- shots fired. Shots fired. Do, do, do. Do, do, I don't want to. I don't know if our listeners really care. Oh, they probably would laugh at it. But let's let's get into that in a little while. Let's try I, to talk I about. A, I have another uh, pre. Oh, so my pick would be for the for who doesn't win a moto, barring some crazy like rain. I'll say AP doesn't. I win can a moto. see him then, not but, winning a moto, but also if it muds, then then he's obviously the pick. He's quite a bit better this year on the Yamaha. And it sounds like he may be going somewhere do you else. Think, too. Who 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 do you think has a likelier chance of winning him or Ferrandis? I'm going to go Ferrandis. Ferrandis is my sleeper so in the 450 too. class. I was going to say like, I, yeah. I, I almost reached out to Dylan to try to get him on tonight. Once I realized Chase wasn't going to make it, but I'm like he's probably in the same boat. He's got too much going on, so I yeah, just didn't I, ask. I don't. I, it's so hard for me to even think like because every time everybody you named all that kind of stuff, I'm like. Yep, they'll win the moto. Yep. So that means we're gonna have twenty four individual exactly. winners. Exactly. It yeah. feels like I didn't say twenty four names. No, 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 <laughs> right. but you get what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I know is, what you're yeah. saying. But there's I mean, okay. okay. How about the here's <laughs> one. Roxon doesn't win a moto. What is he I don't, racing? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you're on Twitter. But it, well, you know, as he, of right now, yes. But I don't think he's gonna last. But I but, but how d- can but, you say he doesn't win a moto? He gets a start, he's gone. Lasting, I'm throwing him out there. Him, him not lasting. Blake Baggett. I'm throwing, I'm throwing things Baggett against the wall and seeing what sticks. It's a safe bet. I'll take that one to the bank. <laughs> Blake Baggett, Blake Baggett is not, does win a moto. This is not going to win he a come, moto. He just comes into rent. Yeah. Uh, He's racing. Oh, he is racing? No. No. Oh. no. Look at his face. You see this lies right maybe across his is. face. Or maybe it's not. Well, you'll, you'll be the first one to know. You can drop that You can drop that bomb and be the, the, head, the head breaker on that case. What, I'm going to break the embargo. Yeah. Uh, Chris so Raisingberg said other. that AP at so Ironman wet or dry. Okay. Um, we should write this stuff down somewhere. Here we go. So here's, here's the other question. Talk for a second. Here's, the, here's the other question Checkers. I wanted to ask about this was, who, what, what does the, who did the break help the most, and who did the, break, the longer break hurt the most? Ooh, ooh. I know. I know, Webb. <laughs> Webb, one hundred percent helped, helped him. the most. One hundred percent because he there is always that little bit of a lag, and I don't care how dedicated you are, but I you you got to celebrate. You got you know what I mean. A little bit of weight, but he had enough time to start caring about this. I think Webb's That's our a champion. Good point. I'm gonna say it, it probably it helped him equally. I don't think it the most because I think I fully believe that Webb was already in the mindset going into Salt Lake City of also I'm going out here to kick ass outdoors. So I'm gonna say it helped Zacho the most because yeah. Zacho has been hurt. It gave him longer. And three or four weeks ago, he wasn't sure how he's gonna be feeling, and he sounds like he's feeling a lot um, better. A month when you're recuperating yeah. from an injury is that's like a that's like three years. Like that's so, that, that's a big gap. For so Zacho's our defending champion. How does he do this year? I mean, do we does is he in the top three is or four a, in points? Is he 100 season? No, then no. He said, "I thought he, he said last night that he, he feels pretty good. He wouldn't. I don't think he's one hundred percent. That you got to tell yourself that yeah. you go into a situation like this. You, if you're Zacho, you have to say, I'm one hundred percent. I'm ready to go. I'm good. I'm good. Even in the back of your mind, maybe you know you're not. I'm gonna say he's not in the 
the top three. Yeah. Well, I still I had I, in our picks a few weeks ago. If he's hurt, I said Eli wins. I'm still going with Eli. Eli, I think Eli needs. He wants to. He has something to prove to himself and to Yamaha, who's you know signed him. I think he wants to take the number one plate over. I'm going to go with Eli as my number one, and then Webb. Webb is my honest number two now. I think I think Webb could go into the. I think he might be that guy that we kind of mentioned something about this earlier. It's like he may only get one overall win, but he'll be second, third, yeah. second, third a lot, and it can. Like I think that it, you can. I legitimately, legitimately think that you can win this title with very, very few overall moto wins. Yeah, I think it's it's okay outdoors, right? It's the man's sport. Yeah, it's the heat and the humidity and the gnarliness, and that's that takes besides just the mental strength that takes the the or the physical strength that takes the mental strength to not quit to not back it down. And we saw how strong he is mentally. And I think he he wants to win it so freaking bad. Yeah. Now that he's just going to go out and win it. Yeah. Well, and then so another thing is the pa- is the class being so packed. You can't do what you've maybe have done in the past, where like say, okay, I don't have it this moto. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna send it in for fourth, and you know, like fifth, sixth, seventh, we'll catch you if you do that. So that puts into the equation that the bikes are gonna be harder because you're gonna see these guys having to put in those fast laps, 28, 30 minutes in, rather than letting the bike kind of you know just sailing it in. So now the bikes are you're gonna have more likely for DNFs because of mechanicals because the bikes are gonna be pushed harder because the pace is gonna be so much faster for so much longer, I think. It's could it's possible. So consistency, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can be a I think consistency place driver, oh, yeah. I mean obviously consistency is almost always important. Especially in outdoors. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I uh we don't have time to really talk about two fifties right now. Who's your sleeper pick in the four fifty class? Sleeper, like for yeah. the title? Just not necessarily for the title. Let's say somebody unexpected that's going to get top six or seven. That's what I was gonna ask about. I was thinking about that. That's I, where I that's like where I put Dylan as a as a sleeper. I don't Dean. know that he's gonna win the title. I think he's gonna be a better than people expect I don't more think he's, often. I don't think you can Dean call, Wilson. I'll claim Dean I don't Wilson. think you can call for Randis a sleeper. I mean he's a he's, he's oh yeah. I, yeah, that's way better. Okay. Yeah. I was too close or too No, far? you were too far too away far. Okay. and off to the side, so it doesn't pick it up like that. Okay. Ooh, Garrett um, said Anstey. I wonder Ooh. about Max, man. I just I don't top ten for sure. Somebody and it might have been Garrett, I think it was Garrett, asked me like where I saw him like a couple days ago and I said, ah, uh, like seven to nine, and maybe it was Jake that's Curry. That's good. And then I was like, but then when, when Mathis named off the twelve top guys last night, when he like I'm looking at right here, right? We got Zacco. Zacho, AC, Jason Anderson, Kenny Roxon, Cooper Webb, Chase Sexton, Dylan Ferrandez, Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger, Marvin Muscan. That's ten right there. Yeah. I, so I no longer think Max is seven to nine. I think he's more like eleven to thirteen. So who's the person who will randomly, consistently break into the top ten? You guys, Outside of those guys, but yeah, I say guys that you. I don't think you can call a, those guys sleepers. I don't think you can call for Randis a sleeper. Yeah, okay, well, that's, what that's what I'm saying. So those guys, the guys who should be <laughs> top tell me 10, what I can and can't do. Who's going to be the guy who breaks in the top ten, two or three motos? You get what I'm saying? I think Dino's a good one for yeah, that. I think uh, Dino. because it's like we're not even talking about Dino in that top ten. So that's a guy that could do that. I um, think consistently Dino will be the. Guy who we aren't naming. Christian Craig. We haven't talked about Christian. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good sleeper. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him outdoors, uh, like, enough. But, I mean, like, really. Oh, like, yeah, a lot. 
Yeah. So okay. Well then, then does does filthy feel? Is he? Oh, he's doing filthy. Holy crap! Well, he's, but no he's way. doing lights though, right? No. No. He's, no, he's, he's right. four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, he's 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 the only four fifty on that club in Mexico. And like Zacho said last night, like, he, he thinks Twitter. he thinks. Because of his starts, because Filthy's so good at starts that he sees him inside the top ten pretty much consistently. Like at the end of a moto, That's what he said. Ooh. I'd say I I'd, trust Zach. I'd say more. I'd say more than one top ten for Phil would be a successful season. Okay, I, I'm with you. I can see that. Two, one to three top tens would be like okay. Phil, Phil's still yeah. got a little bit in the tank. All right, look, we got about eight minutes before we got to get Talon on, and I want to do the drawing for the A Ray jersey. Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago. Have an Alex Ray signed jersey. We did a trivia question. You had to email the answer. It was, what was Alex Ray's best overall uh, finish in nationals ever? And we got a bunch of, we had like 10,000 entries. That could be true. That could be false. We have a hat full of entries here. Somebody draw one. Hopefully it's not somebody. Well, I shouldn't say that. They've already been shuffled. Just pick one. Who's the winner? Jake Curry. Okay, there you go, Jake. He's probably on YouTube right now. Congratulations to Jake Curry for winning the A-Raid jersey, uh, which I don't know where the camera the camera's pointed at right now there, TJ. It is now on you. But there we go. I will ship that thing out shortly, just like I'm supposed to ship out the fly gear and the other stuff going to Australia that I have not done yet. But we did get our Patreon stuff all out pretty much. So Yay. a lot of those guys have been getting that. Anyway, let's take a quick commercial break, and we will be back with Talon Volan. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Moto X Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. 
find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, our next guest, or our first guest of the night, who is saving the day for us, that damn Chase Sexton, too busy for us. Brought to you by a Cherubies USA. For a, for decades, Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last. A Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440. Talk to Brian Fullerton, or maybe if you get lucky, you'll even talk to this guy, the man in charge of a Cherubies USA, Mr. Talon Volan. What's up, dude? Wow, what an intro. <laughs> awesome, Wasn't man. bad. Wasn't too yeah, bad. Things are good, man. We just got back from uh, doing press day out there at uh, Fox Raceway, and so that was pretty cool. How was that? How did everybody look? Anybody stand out? Oh, man, the 450 classes, you know, stacked this year. Um, I mean, obviously the 250, so I already know that. But, you know, in the past, it always seems like there's three or four guys, and then it's, it's pretty separated where uh, it seems like, you know, with like rocks and coming back and all that, that, gosh, there's probably 10 guys that all were you know, super fast out there today. So it's, it's going to be cool to watch this weekend. Yeah. We literally were just having that discussion about the four fifties and who's going to be doing well, who our picks are. And I was like, look, you know, there's 10, 11 guys that you could see being winners. And, and then you start wondering, like, I'm not even counting, like I'm not even counting like Dean Wilson and Max Ancy. Those guys are outside that top 10. It's, yeah. it, it's incredible right now. If everything, everybody stays healthy, you know, I have my doubts about Kenny, if I'm being honest. But uh, other than that, man, it, it looks good right now. It does. It does. It's, you know, it's great for the sport. It's, it's exciting. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of new people come into the sport uh, over the last year. So, you know, and with the pandemic getting more and more, I don't say over, but easier and more spectators uh, can come now. It's, it's going to be exciting and fun. You know, we're looking forward to it. And especially me, you know, with Max being starting this year, it's a bit nerve wracking, but also very exciting. <laughs> yeah. I want to get into that here. I, I do want to talk about uh, Max in a little bit, but just, I would like, we just got done with what I consider to be a, an incredible supercross season. Uh, and, and all the classes there was, you know, it came down to the final race. Really. It was, nobody had it locked up, completely locked up, but just Cooper Webb, man. I mean, have you, is he the one of the most mentally strong guys you've ever seen? What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, it's just like everybody said, like he's he's super, you know. I mean, it's, it's, he's super strong. Like that's it, you know. Like he gets it done, especially the last two laps. Like how many times has he done that? So it's amazing, you know. But champ, all champions all have their um, their strong points, and that's you know that's clearly his strong point. Yeah. And he's still pretty young. He's still pretty young, so he's probably got a couple good years still on him. I think so. I feel like he's about to go on a run that, you know, he, he I, I don't know that he'll win two or three more championships, but I feel like he's going to get it. Like, I, I have him as my pick top two anyway for this outdoor, and I, I see more Supercross championships coming for the guy. Yeah, I definitely see the young guys coming. You know, I see Adam coming, and I also see, I see uh, sorry, also see Sexton coming. So true, true. it's definitely, not, it's definitely not going to be easy for him, but I, I feel like he's probably still got the edge in the next couple of years, but it, it's hard to say. Right. So let me ask you this as a, as a, you know, one of the, the legends of our sport, you've, you've been around the, the industry forever. When a guy like Cooper, you know, we've known he hasn't been that great at the whoops. Let's say that's, that's kind of been his weakness and we'll see him time after time have Kenny or somebody get out in front of him and it seems like 
nah, this race is probably over. And then just all of a sudden, Cooper figures it out. And then he may not even have been that good in qualifying during the day. Just And you said at the end of the race, though, he figures out a way to adjust, turn it on, whatever it is. Like, how difficult is that to do at that level and just just decide I'm going to go and I'm going to win right now? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's so difficult. It, like, it's so rare. That's why he is, you know, he is the champion. Um, it's it's just, you know, you're talking the last few percent that the things you can't buy, you can't make. Uh, those are just things that are kind of internal and, and, and champions. So, and obviously, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but it seems like Roger and Ian kind of recognized that, even though that he had a couple bad years on the previous team, um, they still felt like he had that and man, it, it paid some dividends lately, you know, so it's been good. Fantastic answer. Well, so I kind of wanted your perspective on, on this. This is actually originally, I was going to ask Chase this question, but you being, a guy that is now a kind of coach rider rider coach kind of guy and you also being a pro yourself what how did these guys these pro guys the, you said the class is so stacked so you have to have lightning fast speed but also like you can't win it in one race so you have to have that consistency how do you approach training or getting your fitness or mentally how do how do you go about finding that balance between that speed that you have to have to be a contender and also not sacrificing the consistency that you need to make it all the way through um i I feel like it's you know it's it's knowing your good days from your bad days recognizing knowing that you know that's that's one thing like when you you're in your little circle right like sometimes you may be sick all week but nobody nobody knows that so you you have to know in a championship this week okay if you go out there on Saturday and you kind of suck in the morning, okay, maybe it's not your day, but on your, on your bad days, you still need to get a top three or top four. So you kind of just, you know what I mean? You play a little bit conservative, be smart. That's where you're minimizing your risk. And then on those days that your days that are your days, you need to capitalize and, and, and go for the wins. And so that's to me as a way of like trying to manage risk at the right time. Yeah. That's what I've always done with Max. It was like from day one and, and he's, he preaches it too, but I'm, you know, that's like my number one priority. I mean, it's super hard to do in our sport because right, it is so right. risky, but, but there are a lot of, a lot of calls that you can make depending on the situation, depending on the day, depending on where you're at compared to your competitors that you can make decisions to, 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 to potentially minimize your risk. You know, there's no guarantees out there, but I've really worked on that with him, uh, bringing them up. So, uh, bringing your son up, coming through the amateurs, you were, kind of away from the pro scene and now he's moved into that pro stuff and and you were like obviously we've said it quite a few times a great racer in yourself what have you noticed that's different now from the riders like things that that in your time would have benefited y'all a bunch more and then some things that you see now that you're like man it would be better for the riders back then does that make sense um well i i'm actually <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, it does make sense. So I'll tell you on the, on the, on the training part, right. <laughs> I feel like some of the hardcore training that I, I felt like I did, which really isn't science based is basically killing yourself and taking a hardly move, <laughs> yeah. you know, lay down and rest. The positive side of that kind of training is I feel like that it makes you mentally tough, right? Cause you're running up those hills or you're, you know, doing this gnarly weights and, and doing these things that, that when you get in those moments in the race, when it's hot, and your body's telling you to stop right now. And you're like, no, 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 I work way too hard. I'm not stopping. Um, that's, that's where I feel like maybe some of the riders are missing nowadays, but I have to say, and this is almost like a little bit of an experiment 
for me. This is Max's first year. And we kind of did it more of the science-based way, which a little bit drives me crazy. They do these long bicycles. Like, tomorrow he's got to do his base ride. And, like, you know, base riding at, like, 120 to 130. I'm like, dude, I used to look in the mirror and just kill myself, kill myself until I'm, like, dead, you know? But And he doesn't, you know, he don't do that. And, you know, we got a nutrition a nutritionist and we got a, a train trainer guy who's t- telling us to do these heart rates and we send this. So it, it's different. And, but I have seen the, I don't want to say the numbers don't lie, but like, wow, he, he is improving. And I am seeing that the proof is going to be in the pudding though, in the race. Right. So this is where I really need to see like when it does get tough, how, how's he going to do? He's looking good right now. His condition seems to be good, but again, this is the first year. So I feel like we can try this. If it doesn't work, then I'll have to, uh, Dad'll have to break out the whip and go old school on him. But um, I, I do feel like that old school thing is, is, is sometimes I, I'm not sure. You know, like I'm, I'm having a hard time giving that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so Supercross this year, obviously Max. You know, it was sort of not necessarily a last minute thing, but it wasn't fully expected. He was very, very new to it. You know, like you, we talked the first round at H1, like he didn't even know where the truck was necessarily. Right. Like it was, everything right. was new outdoors though. Like he grew up riding outdoors. Is he, does he seem like he's more ready or comfortable? Uh, is his confidence higher going into outdoors than it was supercross? Yes. I think, you know, um, he, he looks good. Uh, you know, we've been again, doing the science, following numbers, training looks good. I say he's right on target. And as long as we don't have any setbacks between here and then, which we're going to ride just a little bit on Thursday and that's it. We go into the race. Um, no, he's definitely in a much stronger position. Um, going to Supercross was really late. Then we yeah. had some personal tragedy with the family and things like this that happened. So it was really tough. I mean, I honestly went to the first race just with no expectations. Like, let's just see how it goes. It was, sure. it was tough for us, but he did, you know, he did good. He didn't, you know, he didn't win, but he did really good for a rookie, all the pressure and everything. And he did finally get hurt at round four. Uh, but you know, it wasn't actually as bad as it is as some people might have perceived it so i mean really once they put his hip back in it was it was really minimal and by three weeks he was riding his bike and he wanted to ride his dirt bike but we waited another i think it was four weeks and then we got on him you know until this time we haven't had any problems and then what i was going to say is you know ktm agreed uh you know just to let him heal more and start getting focused on the outdoors and um, I, I feel really good that, about that decision, and I, I feel good about him going into this weekend. He's pretty ready. Now we just—it's tough going in. You're not know—you don't know your position, right? You need sure. to kind of like find out who you can beat, who you can't beat, kind of where you fit in. And as each week goes by, he's going to get a little more comfortable. And then we—then once we got like I call a base, okay, now what? Do, who do we got to work on? Where do we got to? Where do we got to work? Yeah, so it's always a little bit of a question mark. No, yeah, it's interesting because he, I have him as one of in the 250 class, which we haven't actually talked about the 250 class yet. We're probably at the end of the show. He's sort of my, him and Thrasher are sort of my sleepers of guys that I expect to do, have some really good moments, some brilliant moments, and maybe get, maybe get some podiums and surprise some people. Uh, where does Max, do you think he's going to do better at the, the West coast tracks like Hangtown that he's used to riding? Or, you know, do you think once we get East and there's some ruts and it gets a little sloppier that he'll maybe surprise some people? I'm not sure, you know, East okay. is so different. So I'm, I'm, I'm really just focusing race to race. Yeah. Um, we've, we've been down here. Paul is a good track or I guess it's Fox raceway is a good track for us. And, um, you know, and then of course we love Hangtown cause that's basically where it's born and raised. I, I wish it was the first round, but <laughs> it's still, it's still cool that they're having it. Um, I, you know, I have a question mark with East coast. He's working hard, but I do know the East coast is not earlier. So 
um, we're just going to get through this one in Denver and then we'll go back there and, you know, see what happens. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I feel like it could be an up and down. I mean, he is a rookie, so I really see some huge signs of potential, but you just don't know how it's all going to play out until you get out there in the race. And then, and then the series long, that, that's what I told him. It's not just this, this first race. There's 24 motos. Each moto is like a war. And sometimes it's going to go your way and sometimes it's not going to go your, your way at all. But you got to get the most points that you can each each battle, and then move on to the next battle. That's it. Yeah, I th- he seems the little bit that I've talked to him. I mean, he seems like you've prepared him really well mentally. So I I don't think that will be a problem. Like I think he he see he, I don't he doesn't seem like the kid that let's say he goes out in Moto Two and and falls and it doesn't go the way he plans. Like he doesn't fall apart. You know, he doesn't lose his temper. He doesn't seem openly anyway to break down i think he he understands the game uh yeah he does but you know i'm still his dad i, I live <laughs> with him and so you know we still get and you know he still can have <laughs> at 17 18 they start to get little ads uh, one thing yeah. i know one one thing i kind of know is i really don't know nothing and he knows everything but <laughs> so sometimes if he does we just have to see you know i mean again he is the first year and um, i have tried to teach him you know i don't care how mad you are or what situation if you're mad enough, you can't come back to the truck, then don't come back to the truck, but don't come back here and start yelling. Like that just doesn't look good for business. That's not good for you. It's not good for the team. Right. So, you know, I mean, there's even, yeah, you know, we know a lot of, a lot of history in our family because we've been around racing for 40 years, but there's, you know, there's great stories of, you know, or even Bob Hanna, where I think it was when he had to let Brock by and then he didn't even come back to the truck for like an hour. <laughs> you know? But yeah. I told I told Max about that story. I'm like, if you're that pissed and dude, don't come back, come yep. back when you're ready. You know, I mean, obviously we got to get the bike ready, but if it's, you know what I mean? I was just trying to explain to him, but it's it's better to keep your cool, cool off before you come back and then we can get clear on everything. Absolutely. Good. Good. It's good having a parent like you that's been through it because, you know, there's some of those parents out there that I'm sure they're also yelling. I've heard the horror stories, you know, where there's the parents that are yelling at the team managers or whatever. And yeah, like TJ or or TJ over here in studio is pointing at himself like he would be that way, but no. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think your experience is, you know, very beneficial. Obviously, what you got, Scott? Yeah, I, uh, I'm. St- I'm. I'll tell you what. Though, I'm still a parent, and it's not easy. You know, there, there are good days and there's bad days, and it's really hard. You know, even not to the team manager so much because I'm pretty smart about that. But even just to him, right? But you got to realize it's a bad day, and me yelling or pointing out, "Hey, this guy's five seconds a lot faster" or whatever than you. It's really not helping, but it's just so hard not to do it sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I try hard, though, but uh, and I have a lot of experience, but it's still once in a while I, I have to check myself and, and say, like, come on, like, this ain't helping. So, so what, do you, what do you think is the biggest lesson that he's learned so far in his pro career that you think that maybe he wouldn't have learned the same way if he had waited another year to enter? Well, you know, he's only raced around three three races. Oh, that's pro. true. Um, so it hasn't it hasn't been a lot. Um, um, Put you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just trying to think. Uh, I I just I mean I just personally feel that every year you get down the line, you're just more. I mean, if he didn't race at all this year, he would just be a better rider next year, just out of maturity. And age and yeah. strength, physical strength. You just get older and stronger. It's just, and sometimes I wonder, you know, going at a young age, if it's beneficial, because I don't want to say they're not the smartest, but you know, some of the decisions you make when you're young are just not the greatest and it can get you in, you know, can get you injured. And every injury you get, if you're lucky, it won't set you back too much. But sometimes 
you know, they have to plate this or do that. And then they start, to, you start to get more body restrictions. So I've really, I've really tried to limit that. And I was really pretty scared personally doing the whole supercross because I, I really didn't want to do that this first year, but I am and do feel comfortable with this outdoor. So that's where we wanted to start. And, you know, luckily KTM let us, let us skip the last few rounds and let them just heal up more and get, and really get what I feel ready pr- properly for the outdoor. Well, I don't know if you like can read minds or whatever, but that's a perfect segue to my question. I'm sitting here looking at the, the video we have. I posted a picture of you, a younger you in some like, some like Yoko white I and pink see, gear. I see it. I don't know why you guys got that. Up. That's horrible. Yeah. And, okay. So, but you got this amazing, like, like uh pink and clear HRP, uh, chess pro and stuff like that on. But I noticed Talon doesn't ride. I mean, I'm sorry. Max doesn't ride a lot with like a lot of protective gear, no neck brace, all that kind of stuff. And I, and I'm going to talk about myself a little bit. I've go to the same thing with my son. He's turned pro now and he's, basically shed the neck protector he's like uh, the protective gear he doesn't have to wear he doesn't um was that ever a deal with you because i don't remember i I thought i remember max wearing that stuff when he was an amateur no um no i really haven't i you know there's kind of you know with rhino and all that there's a lot of a lot of that going on right now but (laughs) i've never really thought negative or positive about it we just i always ran knee pads myself I did switch to knee braces in 97 after having a pretty hard injury. I, I didn't blow my knee out, but I, I hit it hard enough that it loosened up. Right. Started wearing a knee brace to get through the rest of the championship. And then I warmed for another year. Then in 99, when I came back to the U.S., I started riding Supercross. My brother's like, hey, put, put knee pads on and see how you feel. And it was so much easier to ride. Uh, as pate- yeah. uh, sorry, particularly Supercross. And so then, you know, it moved right over to the outdoors. And from that time on, I was just always – putting like um like a secure knee wrap and then i, I just put my knee, knee pads on right and as far as neck protection just never never did it you know yeah. max didn't do it i didn't do it so it's just i never put it on and yeah, i'm not saying it, it's good or bad i don't really know i just i just saw it. you with that giant hrp chest protector on that we all used to wear back in the day <laughs> yeah. well, max it, does wear he does wear but a little bit Eurosoft under the jersey right so I you know you. It's, I, I just you know as a rider you're always so scared about the back so i, I you know i always have them in a full back protect I, I don't know if it's going to help or not but you'd like to think it does yeah right. so i want to ask you I, I have some more questions about what your thoughts are on nationals and everything but a chair beast been a, a sponsor of our show now for a while uh the title sponsor you guys are killing it for us uh we've had brian on a few times it sounds like the business is just doing really well how's it been from your end i know it's busy i know getting product probably is very difficult from overseas right now but is everything just i mean is it as good as it sounds from the outside? Yeah, you know, it's it's so strange how the pandemic and a lot of people panic. You know, that was about a year ago from now, actually. Yeah, Maybe even, yeah, a little bit more. I mean, I had some, you know, big counts canceling POs, and uh, they were they were scared, and um, and and it went actually the opposite way for us. Uh, so, you know, for our industry, that's what I was kind of pointing at a little bit earlier is that the the growth has been unbelievable. So there's just so many new um, people involved. Um, I think, you know, a lot of this has to do with now these e-bikes. So mm. to me, two wheel, two wheel motorized vehicles are just they're all coming closer and closer together from an e-bike to an electric motorcycle to, um, you know, a, a full on dirt bike. Uh, these are just to me, a whole new fan base that we can, we can probably continue to work with and grow. Um, I do expect a, a, a dip. I mean, it can't keep going like this forever. It's still pretty good now. Uh, but, but 
I don't think there'll be any dip like it was. I honestly think once this pandemic is officially over in another year, um, that we're going to have our stadiums full. Like the, oh, if you watch OA, 07, U2s with reading those guys, I mean, the stadiums used to just be packed. Yeah. I, I really, I really think that could be the case. I, I know just from a manufacturer standpoint that, um, for us to make the same kind of numbers that we're doing now, which obviously, you know, as, 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 uh, as a company, we always need to try to work to grow. And, um, the only way I'm just giving my perspective, but I think all the companies are going to be the same is that, okay, well, I need to, you know, make more products and come up with new things and try to grow it. But to do that, I need to also advertise. So this means that I, you know, we work on new budgets and things like this. We're probably going to be spending some more money to push some of our new products out there that we want to grow. So this is going to be good for, I think, the riders and the teams. I really think that 2020 and maybe 2021, but heading into 2022, sorry, 2020 and 2021 was like the low for sponsorship teams getting cut. I mm. think 2022, as long as uh, the new president, we won't say uh, don't screw us up too much, uh, we keep <laughs> going in the right direction. Um, um, you know, I, I, I think it could get back to, to the really high levels that we had in 07, 08. Fantastic. Yeah, okay. I have a, a real quick question talking about like the Cherubies. So I know that you like we've talked with little d about how long before the new bikes come out that he gets the bikes to be able to build pipes stuff like that for but with some of the manufacturers y'all are even a little bit closer with the new bikes so like how hard is that to keep under wraps when y'all know hey cowie or somebody's coming out with a new bike and how early do y'all get that information it's tough you know we use all our connections that we can from here in the u.s with our factory teams that's sometimes the benefit obviously of sponsoring a factory team is you can get maybe their plastic to study uh or some pieces from them to study or straight from austria over there so we're all between usa austria and er everywhere in japan we have connections so it is trying to get our hands on it as soon as we can and and then start developing it and to be honest it you know, with plastic, it's it's very difficult because you have to create the mold, yeah, get everything precise and test. So, gosh, it does it does take longer than I want. I'll tell you that. But it's 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 challenging when they come out with a new bike. Um, so y'all don't and, get like a you don't get like five or six months ahead of time. They don't send you the plastics to do all that kind of stuff. It's rare sometimes, but not that often. <laughs> you know, we're we're scrambling. I mean, we usually do get it before it's out to the public, right. but uh, not much, not much time. You know, it just depends. Crazy to think about the relationship. I, I, sorry, I interrupted you. I apologize. Uh, no, no problem. Go ahead. Oh, I was I saw kind of on the plastic thing. So, does has there been a spike in handguard sales now that Max runs them all the time? And if he does. <laughs> continue to get more successful do you see those sales from especially like probably like your 85 cc 65 ccs do all of a sudden do you see like every kid just running handguards like all the time like <laughs> if he comes so. out and just win in every moto i mean it has to right yeah him and adam are the guys right now yeah we love those guys yeah <laughs> him and sensorilla just run them 24 7 so yeah max even runs them and, well see max was literally born with them so like like, like his little electric bike we started him on out in the street to his bicycle to his 50 to i mean he wouldn't even know what he had, even to ride without handguards yeah. the scary thing for me is if he goes on a team that doesn't have a tribute i'm gonna be freaking out but Dude, I, I fell <laughs> I in love i always have a, a max budget <laughs> i fell in love with the handguards i think it was 07 the canadian yeah. series dusty clatt 
Oh yeah. God, the man those the Blackfoot Hondas and he was killing it. And I was like, I had to go get I had to go get hand guards. I just had to. Well, we we run them. I have I have them on my pit bike, and all my buddies who ride pit bikes with me laugh at me about them. But I run them on my pit bike and everything. Yeah. Speaking of pit That's bikes, cool. you guys have a, like a full line of pit bike plastic, don't you? I, I saw uh, something on Instagram. I think yesterday. Yeah. So we just got that stuff in for you know the the Honda's a pretty popular little one ten with that fuel injection. I just got one. And it took us a while, but what we did is um, we expanded on some of the colorways that are out there. So we you know we had the till color that's a you know, that was our color. And then we, we figured, Hey, let's just make it all orange. Cause everybody wants to make their bike, maybe look like their dads or have it be oh, like yeah. Kawasaki yeah. or whatever. So we did green, blue, orange, black, gray. We did so many colors on those things. So, you know, they're popular right now. I remember in the late nineties and early two thousands, they were super popular. So it kind of comes and goes, but right. it's a hot, hot trend right now. So we, we just went all in on that plastic. So that was that was really cool. And then another another um, product, talking about those handguards trying to push, we came out with a new, you know, trying to, again, what I was talking about, spanned in the line, is that we're, we're moving over to e-bikes and mountain bikes. So we have handguards now for mountain bikes. It's yeah, cool. yeah. I've, I've, uh, I think I've shared some of that on Instagram when those come up. Yeah, that's that looks they look cool. Yep. Who picks? Who gets to pick the colors? Like, how, <laughs> how much input do y'all have to, like, the headquarters to say, hey, because I've seen some, like, gray colors that that a buddy of mine put them on his bike, and they were just bland gray, and I'm like, yeah, and then he threw his graphics on there that he had, like, this these other accent colors, and I was blown away. I'm like, I got to have gray for my I bike. I like the gray. Yeah, yeah we, we actually have some projects that we're working on now. I found out it's not, it's not really about the color. It's, like, it's just like you said, it's about the graphic and the presentation, right? Yeah. Like, I've got colors. I'll tell you when that TLD kit hit a few years ago, um, that light blue. Yeah. If you just give me that kit and I'd, I'd like, nah, but, and I was kind of like, nah, but then the way TLD did that yeah. with the whole presentation. And then they, the first day they showed it, like you could barely see the bike. Then the next day you could see more of the bike. Then the third day you could see all the bike. Yeah. And then yeah. on fri- Friday, those guys are at the track and the thing just blew up and everybody wanted that. We <laughs> yeah. sold so many of those kits. So that's where the, like the alarm bells went off for us. So we started just, you know, every year we're trying to do the limited colors and we have a, a couple, no, with the pandemic, we kind of laid off a little bit. Um, just, we're trying to keep up with everything. So we just didn't have a chance to really focus because teams didn't have spectators. It was just weird. It's a super cross. So now we're, we're really gearing up again for 2022 so we can launch some new stuff, you know, cause they have those special events too, right? Like it, like at San Diego where they have the military event. And, right. Right. Um, usually watch Google, we do something with TLD. So we, we got some stuff coming. It's funny you you brought that color up that teal or that the TLD thing and that you didn't really like the color at first and, and you know you're kind of old school and it reminds me of Rich Taylor you know was telling me the new X brand goggle came out the Lucid and they were going to do this gold color and he's like yeah, I don't like that nobody's going to like that and I, I think he said it's, you know Richard his his boy said no it's cool and now he can't keep that color in like it's like. Uh, you know, it's we're, we're old, right? I mean, the, the kids like different stuff than what we think is cool. So totally, yeah. A um, couple more questions before we let you go. Um, you and your brother were, the, I believe, the first and maybe only brothers to podium a Supercross until Salt Lake City two. That was pretty cool, huh? Seeing the jet, yeah. the the, the Loris brothers do that. Yeah, you know, for, at first we were like. Oh, I gotta, I gotta call up Gene. I gotta call. I gotta let this out there because nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that was a great, probably maybe my greatest moment after my brother it was really cool. And um, like a lot of people don't know, but it was like me, McGrath got second, and, yep. and Tyson Little got passed by McGrath like on the last, last lap. lap. So it was, 
but you know, obviously McGrath becoming who he was later on, you're like, Oh wow, that's pretty freaking cool. Absolutely. That's, that was a cool story. So that, I thought that was, when I saw that happen at Salt Lake city too, I was like, ah, oh, well, they're not the only ones anymore, but the Volans did it first. Yeah. That was at East West too. So there was all yeah. the guys there from swing to, you know, buddy Inez and God, there was a lot of fat fuel, a lot of fast guys back then. We got, we got one real quick question from the guys from the Moto limited network. They're out of Australia. They want to know who do we give the credit to uh, Max for? Is it is it Tyson or Talon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's probably it's probably Tyson. I like, yeah, it's probably good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Go ahead, Scotty. He, he, Ty, Tyson Tyson's like our guru, right? So he's been around forever, and he he stays home a lot, but he just watches unlimited films. So you know, it, it's funny. But whenever I go to a meeting, I'll call him. Like, okay, what do you know? Like. Okay, what can I bring up? Okay, there's this guy he got passed, or he's this situation, and he had this tire, and it's like, <laughs> so I have all the information. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to know, nostalgia-wise, because I'm sure it's been a while since you've gone to every national round. I just wanted to know, nostalgia-wise, which track are you looking forward to visiting or just being around or seeing Max ride the most? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I really like that track at Millville when I was racing, but I just— beautiful. You know, I'm a dad right now, so I'm a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know how it's going to go for him or, like, Southwick. I mean, these tracks get rough. And, you know, luckily we did get to go to Europe on that 125. And even though he only got to do one race with a pandemic hitting, um, he did get to go to a couple tracks in Germany. And I, I swear, I don't think there's not a rough track in, in Europe. It's just, <laughs> they're all we yeah. want some real, yeah. So at least he did get to spend a little time on those kind of tracks. But, you know, compared to the amateur racing that we've done up until this time, it's just, it's a whole different world. You know, it's a whole different world that tracks. I mean, even today out there at, at uh, press day, I mean, 250s went, then 450s went, then 250 went again. Well, when Max went to go out the second time, man, the track was already getting pretty dang rough. Like, it's rough. And it's like, oh, my goodness, this thing's going to be gnarly for the national. Yeah, it's it's going to be a learning experience. But I think Max is going to – I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I, I hope he does, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him back out there. Uh, last question I have for you. You mentioned this earlier with uh, the opening of Supercross and a family issue. Uh, a lot of people know that your daughter Jade had an accident on the horse. She seems to be recovering pretty well. Um, uh, from what I see on her Instagram, uh, it, how's she doing? Man, she's doing amazing to me. Good. You know, she's she's obviously like a like a miracle. Yeah. She's not happy personally. Like a lot of people may not know this, but my my daughter fell off her horse and she had what's called a TBI traumatic brain injury. So she was actually in, um, basically what they call, I mean, it's super scary words too, when you're in a doctor's and you're like, yeah, she's in a vegetative state and you're like a vegetative. Mm. What the hell's that? Scary, yeah. So it sounds scary, but when you look it up medically, yeah. Okay. It's a state where basically their eyes are open, but you know, they don't talk, they don't correspond, they don't anything. And, but the problem with that is, you know, in those moments, um, they can't really tell you how much better she would get or if she will get better. They'll sit there and tell you, you know, people have had a worse injury and got better and people have had less injury and never got better. So, so it was a really, really tough time and scary moment. We didn't really share that much, but man, I'm, I'm telling you, we, we were dealing out going all the way into supercross. My daughter was still at the hospital. Um, but you know, come the end of November, she, she started being able to just say a few words and then talk. And I mean, since then, you know, she, she literally got her driver's license the other day. Um, She's she's driving around. She struggles oh, wow. with short. She's struggling with short term memory. That's one of her bigger challenges right now, and um and she struggles a little bit with her left leg walking. But you know, as far as you know, we it sounds horrible, whatever. But you know, like she has all her bodily functions now, yeah. and and those wow. kind of things. And in my opinion, 
you know, watching her is that um, over time she's going to get back to probably like 95% or something. So it's like, you know, no matter what happens in my life, like that's all I really wanted. Like that's, that's, that's better than anything I could have ever asked Absolutely. for. So she's, she's, she's on the way. So that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I, I started, I guess when the accident happened, I was when I kind of started following her to keep up with it. And I know at Houston, she was, you know, on Instagram and, you know, posting pictures of her brother and how excited she was. And that, like, I, I could only in my mind imagine how difficult it was for you to be at Max's first Supercross and the big show, but also have your daughter at home, you know, dealing with, what you know was almost a tragedy and like i just couldn't imagine the emotions going on in your how you dealt with that and you know you kept it together and guys did your job and thank thank god she seems to be getting better it's really cool to see oh man i'll tell you what in the beginning it was literally pure survival but um it really it really was but uh you know she i, I can't even explain how nice how nice it is she is doing great and and Fantastic. so i really expecting a great recovery and um, I don't even know what to say. We, we just want to help other people. I want to do a whole video about her whole, the hardest thing in those situations is you always want to try to find out, well, what somebody else want like this. And, you know, on day five, day 10, where were they? Day, so I have all that info. I was trying to document it because if I could help somebody to at least be better off than I was, I, yeah. I want to do that. So that's what we want to do is create a, I have all her Instagram. I was, I was doing like each day, like this is day 47 and this is what she did. So I have all that documented. Right, I want right. to put it together and just, I just want to get it out there on YouTube because you know, you never know, but if somebody else is in the same situation and they might see the exact same thing, you know, when she was just like literally moving her legs, but randomly, okay, well, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, sure. You're, you're like, I, I, but then to come to find out, yes, that did mean that her body wanted to move her legs and that eventually it was going to come back. But if I would have known that it would have helped me so much. Oh you know? yeah, I can't. I can't even put myself in those shoes, man. I'm. I'm again. I'm. I'm so happy for you guys that is that she's doing so much better. And uh, yeah, hopefully down the road, maybe you can help somebody else with that. That's awesome, well, Talon. Um, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, we've got another guest coming up. I, I. It means a lot to me how much you help us with the Cherubies, and the fact that you were willing to jump on here kind of last minute and save the day for us. Um, yeah, fantastic guest, and I, I really appreciate the the relationship we've built between the show and, and you and the Cherubies. It's funny how when you're a young rider, right, you're like, oh, I don't got time. Hey, yeah. sorry, I'm busy. You get my age, I'm like, hey, I got a pen right here. You want me to sign? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want me on this show? You want me? Oh, hell yeah, call me on. Oh, I love it, man. <laughs> well, you're always a great guest, man. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you at one of these nationals. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be there this year, obviously. You know, until <laughs> you know how it goes with the kids, right? Like, I get to go this year. Then the hot girl probably going to come along. Then dad's going to get kicked out, you know. Right. So yeah, then yeah. I'll have I'll, I'll have a year or two off, and then he'll suck for a while. Then no, nah, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. But it can go. You got to be careful. But Max is actually a really good kid, so we're, yeah. we're on a good track. But that's that can be the routine that happens. He so. is the a good kid. And speaking of the hot girls, we we have Kelly Louch, uh, director of Monster Girls, up next. So oh boy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're, we're, we may that's be, why we're rushing you yeah, off. Yeah, just so we, you know. yeah, yeah, I get it. I we'll, get it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who she. May, you know, maybe she has somebody that Max can talk to. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Talon. Hey, hey the, thank one, you. the one good thing is now they can do this stuff virtually, so it's better. Absolutely. <laughs> just kind of yeah. on each other. I I like that better. Yeah. All for right, sure. guys. Have, have have a great evening. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thanks, Talon. See you, buddy. All right. See ya. All right, that's Talon Volan. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Kelly Louch. Did you have something? No. Okay, we'll be right back with Kelly Louch. 
We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you, as always. Next up, we have a very special guest. She is going to be brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into the top choice goggle for many of the top privateers like Jacob Hayes, Ryan Brees, John Short, Kyle Chisholm, and many more. Check out xbrand.com for the new Lucid Goggle or hit me up, DarksideMX3 at AOL, or go to your local dealer. Uh, they're supplied through WPS. Check them out. Get you some of the Lucids. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us the director of the Monster Girls, the Monster Girl boss, Kelly Louch. How are you, Kelly? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing great. Really excited to talk to you. You uh, weren't too sure about this when I first reached out. <laughs> you know me. I'm very honest about that. Yeah, you said you uh, have your doubts or something about podcasts. Have you gotten a negative vibe from some of the podcasts, or what What kind of made you have a negative feeling towards it? Well, I guess I feel like, uh, you know, people hide behind the keystrokes, you know, and the keyboards, that kind of thing. But it was just because, you know, there was um, – there was someone that had um, maybe used it as their their way to maybe be a plat, you know a platform. And when it comes to the Monster Girls, I really do look at it like the you know the Musketeers, you know, all for one, one for all. And when someone speaks on behalf of one of them, they really do tend to lump all of the girls in that. And by doing so, by one girl speaking generally about maybe one girl, it left it too general where people could come to their own conclusion about who were, who was she talking about? And I didn't like that at all. Interesting. So, um, I, 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 I yeah. wonder if that has to do with our show. Cause a couple years ago we did have a, 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 one of the girls on 
And she didn't say anything bad, but she said some stuff. And yeah. that's actually Brady kind of reached out and was like, hey, I want to have my share, my side of it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I got to know Brady a little bit. And then, so yeah, you know, and of course our show, you probably don't know a lot about it, obviously, but we, we never try to uh, talk negatively really about anybody. Like we're, we're just trying to enjoy, we think it's fun, right? We love, we're fans of the sport. We're fans of everybody involved and we try to always do you know positive. That, by the way, you know, that's not me in the graphic, right? Did, oh. did TJ grab the, that's, <laughs> oh, that's our producer. No, I didn't even see the picture. Way to go, TJ. <laughs> I just googled he, the name and it's it, 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 but if you up. google me that comes up um but I know that's but hey thanks you know I mean it, I'll take it well yeah so go to her, go to the, your Instagram we'll, we'll get it fixed yeah, go to go her Instagram. No, it's fine it's funny look over there I mean I, I know who that is but uh, oh, that's funny but that's kind of funny yeah it's funny because it's um, yeah it'll do yeah so I want to get a little <laughs> bit of, of your background with you know, how did you become involved with Monster and uh, the, become the director of Monster Girls? What was your background with, with it, whether it be marketing or modeling or what, how was, did that come to be? Well, I mean, in a nutshell, um, I grew up modeling and I, I lived overseas for a while and um, I always gravitated towards action sports. Um, my husband was involved in motocross in South Africa. And then when um, I was living in South Africa and I came back to America and I was working for a modeling agency in Orange County that was more fashion and more fashion driven. And uh, John was training Langston at the time. And I was doing a lot of work with uh, Racer, Racer X, Oakley, um, Transworld, uh, and Boost Mobile. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I, I loved it. And I always said that the future is going to be in action sports, surf, skate, moto. And and so I loved it. My boss did not. Um, she looked at it. She always referred to it as Monster Truck Jam. That's what she actually <laughs> called it, Monster Truck Jam. Okay, that's but terrible, me, but yes. But me, but, but, yeah, but meanwhile, her husband's hitting me up for Supercross tickets. And I said, it's the only time, you know, Anaheim Stadium is sold out. You yeah. Know, it's never for the Angels. It's going to be for Anaheim, you know, for um, Supercross coming to town. And so um, I always said, that's you know, that's the way to go. But they didn't believe it. And so when... I was bringing in models that were that were loving it and talent. And the more and, and uh, the clients and the more clients I brought in, you know, they were playing. They were paying full rate. They weren't trying to undercut. They weren't just looking for models that would just work for product, you know, which is what some of the surf brands were doing, but yeah. never any of the other ones. Um, I mean, Oakley was paying full rate. You know, they were looking for hang tags, billboards, the whole thing. And so when I went on maternity leave with Evan our third, the clients are calling me at home saying, listen, you know, they're not, they're not looking after me. They're not taking care of me, that kind of thing. And so I said, well, if I went on my own, I could bring my clients with me. I just can't bring my talent with me. I'm on my models with me, which was fine. I can find more models, but clients are hard to come by. Yeah. So we, um, yeah. So, um, so we moved out to, you know, from Orange County out to, you know, to the IE and which is, you know, as you know, the heart of it. And so, uh, and so when on my own, the client said, you go on your own and we'll go with you. And so I built my own and just everything was surf, skate, moto and boost mobile and Oakley. And those brands were the ones that said, you know, we'll, you know, we'll make sure that we book exclusively through you. And I, um, you know, I did it from a woman's perspective, made sure the girls were tastefully dressed and I started designing the outfits and making sure the girls had, you know, a pretty good platform. I, I won't like to refer them as cheerleaders, but you know they weren't just handing out samples, but they were 
actively involved in, in a role that they could be proud of. And yeah, yeah. When it, yeah. And so, and then it went into, um, you know, into, uh, muscle milk and I mean, remember when there was spike TV, remember when they were doing oh, yeah. stuff and I mean, and then I even, people don't know this. I even started with rockstar okay. and did some stuff with, with, um, with Red Bull. I mean, and that was, I was never exclusive. And then I started doing some stuff, you know, with monster as well. But I mean, there are times when it was everything in the pits. I mean, you name it, anyone that had any kind of promo talent, um, you know, they, they were all working for me. Wow. That's really cool. I had no idea about any of that. That's, you know, I've had, like I've had Brady on before and wasn't even a question I thought about asking with the history of the monster girls. Yeah. You know, I would, yeah. Yeah. Like in I'll my mind, Brady. it was just something that monsters like, Oh, we're just going to get a bunch of girls together and we're going to call it this. Like the fact that you kind of, you know, you bore this thing is pretty amazing. Well, with, with monster, what it started with, um, actually it's pretty funny because they originally just would have the girls wear like denim shorts, like, you know, cut off shorts and a, a tank top that was just getting cut up shorter and shorter and shorter right. because like sometimes they didn't want to wash them. So they would just kind of cut the dirt from the bottom oh, and just kind of cut it up a little bit more and more from there. Cause I mean, it was just guys handling it and they were great guys, but they just, they, they just, they couldn't stand it. They finally said, listen, this is getting harder and harder. Cause they were, they were handling the outdoors and you know how the outdoors are. I mean, you're talking about talent in the sticks. You're not talking about, you know, major cities. You're not talking about LA Right. That kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so they finally, you know, they said to me, listen, you know, can you help us out? And so I said, okay, first thing we're going to do is we're going to fix what they're wearing, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, sorry about the dogs in the background. It's okay. Um, so, um, so then, so I started doing that and then I started making the outfits, like actually physically making them. And I started off with a theme, which I called badass band camp. I don't remember <laughs> that because you know, which is kind of that. So, and the girls, if they love what they're wearing, then they feel better. And then, you know, everything about it is better. And so, and I mean, I used to say the difference between a seven and a 10 many times is a monster girl outfit. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, And so, and so, um, I'm actually going to go shoot my dog right now. Sorry. But, um, <laughs> but, um, so, so then as I started doing that, then I, you know, I was working with, you know, with, um, muscle milk and, mm-hmm. Actually, you know, it was that they got bought by Cytomax. And as I started handling other brands, then uh, Monster took me in-house and they um, French bought me out. And so they said, um, I could still do other brands, but just nothing else that or other clients, nothing that would compete, which is fine because I didn't want to anyway. I didn't. I, there was not enough of me to go around. You know, I just I love Monster and I I love being involved with the girls. And so it got to be where each time, though, I had to I had to pretty much you know, do better and outdo myself. So what's great about a home run though, is you have to then hit a home run again the next time and the next time, sure. you know, and so when, and so then as, as we launched in Europe and South America and, you know, in Australia, then it's like all of a sudden you're talking about, I mean, the role of the 32nd board was, you know, originally it was an AMA guy. Yep. And yep. Um, remember, and then it became, okay. Someone when they wore the Jersey that you could, you could buy at the concession stand. You know, oh, and I then, forgot about that. Yeah, remember, yeah. Remember that? Remember yep. that? The thirty-second wiggle. Twin. Remember the twins? Remember the twins yep. when yes. they did that whole thing? Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and um, and so it became that kind of thing. And then when um, and then when Monster became title sponsor, it wasn't actually part of the deal where it was going to be a Monster Girl. So I had to say, you got to write that in because it actually was going to be sold to uh, you know it could have been sold to a deodorant company or a watch company mm, think about okay. it okay yeah yeah 
And so it became quintessential with being a monster girl thing, which then morphed to into being the outdoors and then overseas with, you know, with um, rally cross and that kind of thing, which you see happening all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really interesting how far it's come. I mean, you know, how more involved they are in opening ceremonies and, you know, the flamethrowers in the past and just all the different. Oh my gosh, the flamethrowers, right? Oh, that's, that, that was scary. That thing like, is a, girls love it or hated it. It's so funny. I mean, I just assume girls will love it, but I'd say, okay, who wants to do it? And they'd raise their hands or they would just say, don't. No, 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 I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I have a bunch of questions for you uh, and actually Brady and Riley I, I got them in a group text yesterday, and that was pretty entertaining. Oh, no way. So I have some stuff for you, but I want to mention, like, I, I was creeping. I was scrolling through your Instagram, kind of trying to get to know you a little bit, and, like, your husband is a stud. Dude, I, I, I'm <laughs> Don't not, let him hear that. Yeah. God. Like, the dude is ripped. He's got awesome tattoos. Like, I'm like, okay, this Wait, guy wait did, be... did you look at the right Instagram? Or well, did it was you look yours. Am I in the Kelly wrong? Am Louch? I looking? I'm... I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I thought, he, yeah, I was like, okay, this dude's are like, a, he's a badass. I don't know. So, so I posted up another picture on the YouTube. I don't know if you see it. Is that your husband that Darkseid has a crush on? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I walked away because. Yeah, well, Brady, ask, ask Brady. Is she still in the chat room? Yeah. So, but yeah, he's, he's pretty. But by the way, I'm walking slow because I'm in a knee brace. Um, Brady can tell you why. Yeah, I, I have that. That's a question. <laughs> I, I, I know the story, but I want you to tell it. Uh, Riley actually threw that one out, but I still have a couple more things before we get into the girls' questions. Um, just so now, Monster <laughs> are they Monster still? I assume we're involved with NASCAR, correct? And PBRA. Oh, yeah, I was just at NASCAR over the weekend. Yeah, I we've got so. a team. Yes. So how yeah. difficult is that? Because like I know Brady was doing PBRA for at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, like they're they're spread out. Do you how do you manage doing all that, or do you have other people? I guess now kind of helping out. Well, basically, I, I take a couple of things into consideration. Um, logistically, where someone's located, um, what they love. Like when I interview somebody, I really get to know like what they, you know, what they enjoy, what they grew up going to, what they're a fan of. So you'd be surprised. Girls will tell me how they're huge fans of MMA or they grew up going to, um, you know, off-road races. And you, and so just because they look a certain way doesn't mean that they're a fan of a certain thing. So you know, a girl. A girl may look like maybe she's never even, you know, ridden a horse, but she may be a huge fan of PBR. I've had a girl tell me how she worked the concession stand every, you know, summer at PBR just so she can watch it. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's you cool know, that you, then, you, you care about them enough yeah. to try to get them involved in the, the, the things that they're more interested in. That's really, yeah. Well, yeah, because, because then, they're, because then they're, they're so stoked to be there. They have a vested interest. Their family is present. The best is when, you know, when we had our first NASCAR and, you know, our, um, as we're title sponsor and our girls in Victory Lane, the parents were talking about how they've been watching NASCAR for so long and the closest they ever got was TV and then to see their daughter in Victory Lane, that kind of thing. I mean, that's cool. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, that's so, really neat. I, I, yeah, so, I didn't know. So, how... you know, I love that because then also I don't have to explain so much, but, you know, then I just then they're just so happy to be there and, you know, you don't want someone that's going to say, you know, wait, no, what is this again? You right, know, I, just, right. I think it's, but then also I, um, I to go back to what you said about how to choose. So, you know, I like to keep them in what they enjoy, but then also where they're located. So with Brady being in Florida, PBR with, with COVID, you know, we had to kind of 
I didn't know the buzzword pivot. I hate that word, but you know, kind of had to rearrange things. So as as the series was to kick off in one area and couldn't, we had to kind of say, okay, Brady's over there with the girls over there. A lot of my NASCAR girls are in the South or in Charlotte, that kind of thing. Pretty easy to keep it over there. So the girls were, um, they became experts in many fields. And when a girl is used to doing Supercross and then does PBR, it's pretty funny to hear them when they call me and they're like, oh my gosh, PBR is so cool. And PBR is pretty rad. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine. You'd be surprised. They, yeah, they get to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, but, I, I, but I mean, if, if a girl, though, like I have, I have, um, I mean, I get to know the girls really well. And, you know, if somebody has a reason why, you know, belief, like animal rights, they, they don't like PBR, no problem at all. Okay. You know, um, yeah. so, you know, so some of the girls, you know, they, they just, if they have a gravitation towards certain things or they, they don't like certain things, you know, that's no problem at all. There's plenty of other girls that love it. That's good to hear. Um, okay, so here's what I, I, another question I have, then, then we're going to get into the girls' questions. Um, when a new girl comes in or the new group of girls come in, is there any kind of discussion, or even with the girls that have been there for a while, of like what's after Monster Girls? And also, so I'm, I'm giving you two questions at once. Um, and also, <laughs> do you have any discussion with them about, hey, stay away from the writers because they're dummies and – Look, you're gonna they're gonna cause drama, or because you know there's tons of stories of different riders, right? I mean, becoming in a relationship, some of them got married, but do you have any talk with them about hey, you know, work versus afterwards pleasure, or whatever? I don't know how to you know. Is there any talk yeah, about that? I, yeah, there is. I, I would say it's there, there has to be nowadays because yeah. of what's happened before. So you know, um, in the beginning, I mean, if they're after doing this for so long, I feel like I've, I've seen it all. And then there's still stuff that happens. I just go, Oh, oh you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, in, in, in Europe, they pretty much have more of a rule with it where you cannot date. I mean, you just can't at all. And the girls over there go, Oh my gosh, how, how come they can do that over, over here? Yeah. Well, I can make the rule. I, I can make the rules here, ladies, you know, so it is what it is. But I always will say that Brady, how Brady and Tyler were, really did set the set the benchmark or the example for how you are at the workplace. And when they're working during the daytime and, and during the night show, you would never know they were even a couple, which is how it's supposed to be. So I don't want it. I don't want to see someone running over and planting a kiss on somebody or whatever. No, super professional. And that's how it needs to be because as sad as it sounds, you know what the race can happen without one of them with the riders. No, this is their job. Girl, this is your job too. But I can replace you. And if something needs to go between one of the girls or one of the riders, it's going to be one of the girls. Mm-hmm. And that's just plain the simple truth. So, um, you know, you can't cause drama. You're professional and you need to act like it. So if what you're doing during your, during your off time is going to affect your performance during your on time, then, um, then I just, I don't need it. And so you need to decide that right now. And by setting that precedence with, by making it very clear to the girls, but I have not had that happen really for, you know, a while now. Um, I had one time where (laughs) this was a while ago when, uh, Don Maeda sent me a picture that I just, I wanted to kill him, but thank him at the same time. And it was, uh, it was an Australian girl and she was, um, in the pits and she was walking with, her boyfriend at the time in his full rock star gear. 
and she was in her monster girl outfit and she's holding his hand and they're walking into the, to the um, parking lot together. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah, that's a no. uh, you know, I can I'm, see that be uh, why that's a no, no for sure. Yeah. So he just sends to me with this like laughing little emoji kind of thing, you know, but, um, cause he, you know, that was fine. I just said, thank you, Don. If you print this, I'll kill you pretty much. But, <laughs> Perfect. Um, of course it was Don. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course it was Don. I'm thinking to myself, Swap. now he's really good. Now he's really going to print it. You know, <laughs> if I act like I don't care, he's not going to print it. If I act like it irritates me, he's like, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, he's like, okay, how much is it worth to you? But, you know, so, but I mean, so I basically, I had to, you know, the girls, the girls, they love what they do. And, um, I haven't really had to lay it down. I, I feel like sometimes they're the moto parents are more difficult than what I've had to deal with sometimes with, you know, with the girls, um, you know, what they do afterward. I, you know, I don't care as long as you guys show up on time and look great, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I just say, look around you right now. Just look around you because everybody is, is replaceable. And that's so sad to say, Mm -hmm. but it is true. It is true. And um, Brady knows that, you know, and so Brady is very professional. And so she, you know, she'll be at work all day and Tyler will be at work all day, but I can't have somebody who needs to run over back and forth and hold their guy's hand or that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. um, it's It's work. Yeah. It, I mean, and I've, I've had to kind of lay that down with Riley before. You know, and she knows that. Um, I've had to tell her to kind of get it together. You know, um, she's young. Yes, yes. And you know, and Austin's young, and so uh, you know that's been frustrating. But you know, I mean, she's you know she's sweet, and they don't mean anything up by it. So it's you know, then they all get enamored with each other, but they also know there's a lot at stake, and they love being there. So it's of course. Yeah. You got something, Scotty? Oh, I just wanted to ask if you had, like, if, if you ever got any flack from any of the Moto moms, like, any has any Karens, do you have any story about any Karens giving you, like, like, what are you doing? Like, this, my, my boy's seeing this? Or, like, have you had anything like that? Or any Julie just, Forkner? Mm. <laughs> Julie's so sweet. Wow. You know, it's funny you say that because I'm surprised I, I haven't. Um, now, that you, now that you say that, um, I, I have told, um, I have, I think I did tell her to get out of my rig one time. She's the only one. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, I hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the butt, but I, I was very upset with her being in my rig when she came in because Austin had fallen during, during practice. And, um, I know I'm a mom, so I'm sure she was freaked out, but I do I failed to see what Riley can do about it. If Austin fell, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's interesting. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that uh, unless Riley is breastfeeding Austin, I'm pretty sure I don't know what she's supposed to do about it. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Hey, fair enough. That's awesome. You know, it's a great quote. You know, yeah. I mean, so, so it, it, I mean, these, you know, I, I realize they have all their eggs in one basket here, but they're professionals and that kind of thing. And they really yeah. do need to kind of, you know, cut, cut the umbilical cord somewhere. Fair enough. I, I think that was awesome. quote. I would, you, I, you would, put, I, would uh, I would not want to date one of them. You put TJ right, in the exactly. fetal position laughing yeah, with that last TJ's one. TJ's over here laughing. <laughs> All right, let's do uh, – I've got a few rapid-fire type questions from the girls, uh, from Riley and Brady. So let's start. Riley, Riley said, how much do you like her tans? Oh, God. On a scale of um, 1 to 10? Sure. Is there is is there like a negative film <laughs> on there? Uh, actually, you know what? No, they're not too bad because Kylie, Kylie pretty much has set the record for – for why I have to even talk about tans. 
You should have Kylie's, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know Kylie, but I, th- I think I do follow her on Instagram. She follows us. I think Kylie's boyfriend, is she still with, uh, uh, was it Caleb? I'm going to plead the fifth on that okay. one. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll move on. By, by the way, I'm also really good at that, too. Okay. Brady wants to know who's the, the your day, fa- The day I write a book is the day you're, I, I'm going to go find Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, all right. Brady says, who's your favorite and why? And if it's not me, I quit. <laughs> you know, okay, I've dealt with a good couple hundred over the over the sure. years. And, and I can say that there's been probably a handful, like I can count on one hand, that that makes such an impression on you that you consider them family and you ha- almost have to remind yourself that they're not because they just do just, they just kind of fit in between where the kids are. You know what I mean? There's Evan summer and Madison and Brady fits right in there. And, and that's just really how it is. And, uh, and easily just, we, I like a little sister, eldest daughter kind of thing. And that's how it is with Brady. There are times when I've mentored the girls where I can say something to the girls that maybe their mother has said, but it's not going to be received in the same manner because of the fact that it's coming from somebody differently. Just like I've had that with my own kids. Um, you know, Gemma has been special to me, Mercedes and Ashley Sarto, who, you know, and then of course, Smashley, which is Ashley Grant. Yep. And so there's, you know, you know, her nickname was Smashley. There's a time when I had five Ashleys working for me. So everyone had a nickname. nickname okay. And yeah. And um, the sad thing is, is that John didn't even know their real names. And so when I would say their real names, you know, he just was puzzled. But <laughs> so there's so that you get really close to them because you're, you know, you're becoming such an influence on, on their life in a in formative years. But there's some where they they're with you longer a longer period of time. It's almost like a an adoption kind of thing, you know. Is there's and it's I just see her when I she started working with me when she was like 17 years old, and you know it's kind of like puppies. You know, she had like these big feet, you know, growing into them, and then now she's an amazing mom and a and a fabulous not even young woman and an adult, and so that's it's great to see that, and I take pride in the fact that there's so many moms out there and they have businesses and degrees and they're entrepreneurs and been, you know, just so many weddings and baby showers. And it's kind of like being this like godmother to all these amazing unicorns all over the country. Oh, that's sweet. I like it. Um, Riley says, why are you on crutches? Here's your chance to tell a story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, at Supercross finals, I normally have my own rig for the girls so that they are always just pampered like, like, you know, like little stars. And so, um, it was really hot and I opened up the back of the, of the rig that has all the drinks and I realized how cool it was. It was really just frosted. I wanted the girls to cool off. So I said, hop up in here, cool off. And I saw a bunch of cold waters and I climbed up this ladder to get the cold waters for the girls. And Brady was sitting up there and I went to put my hand on her shoulder so I could climb up even higher to get up into this thing. And she thought she'd be funny and kind of dodged left, right, left, right. Like, ooh, ooh, oh, no. me, you know, um, meanwhile, that's my support. I'm holding onto her shoulder because she's taller and I needed to get up into this thing. Well, Ricycle Stadium is parking lot is like a little bit of, a, of an incline, which yes. I didn't realize. And this ladder was already not very steady. So as I hold on to her and she moves, she kind of takes me with her. And I'm on one leg at the top step. The other leg was trying to go over into this big rig. And I just start like teetering, kind of like when someone's on a skateboard. And you imagine like on Jackass, it's like the, woo. 
And yeah. I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm, and as I'm falling, I'm like a squid. The girls are below and they're trying to catch me and no one can catch me. I'm just like, I'm all arms and legs, but no one can catch me. And, um, yeah, so my leg hyperextended one knee. And then as I fell, I kind of like collapsed. And I just kept thinking like, not my wrist and yeah. not my ankles. And then like, not my face. And then I hit the ground and, um, in a puddle of just, I uh, just to- on concrete from like seven feet high. It wasn't pretty. It could have been a lot um, worse though. So yeah, that's a lot worse. And then there's like the silence. I look up and Brady, the blood was just drained from her oh, face. I bet. Like, it was like when someone sees Santa without his beard, it was like really <laughs> sad. All right, gonna... And go ahead. Yeah. So, um, long short of it is, is I, I, uh, have about, I don't know, bruising everywhere, but, um, the worst thing is just, you know, some minuscule semi tears and that kind of thing. And Dr. G's put me back together and, um, I bounced, I, I bounced. I just didn't break. That's good. Well, like I said, it could have been a lot better, a lot worse. Doc oh, G, heck yeah. Doc G's awesome. Um, okay. So I got one, I'm going to give you one more of these. Uh, let's see here. Who's the funniest. Oh, who's the funniest. Oh my God. You know, I've got a lot of quirky ones. Like Nicole is really quirky, but as far as funny, God, Diana can be funny. I, I, I want to slap her sometimes, but she can be funny. Diana Dahlgren. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one. I missed Diana. We missed her. Yeah. I had, had Diana since she was 17. Yeah. I still have her original, her original paperwork when she said that someday she wants to be, um, Miss Supercross when she grows up. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, but as far as funny, hmm, I don't think who, I don't, I'm trying to think of who would be funny. I, uh, there's one named Summer. She was super funny. I remember Summer, I think from, uh, that's probably six, seven years ago. Uh huh. Yeah. There was two summers. And um, yeah. So that, that one summer was really funny. Yeah. She okay. Was really funny. Gemma's fun. Gemma was funny. I named my dog after Gemma. Oh, really? Yeah. That way I can come home and yell at it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Kelly, it's been really cool getting a chance to know you a little bit. Uh, I had a lot more of these, but we, we actually have another guest coming up. Uh, what you got, TJ? We, we have one um, question from a listener here. He wants to know if you could post up and keep an up-to-date list online of all the single Monster Girls. Jesus. <laughs> God. Yeah, I always get asked about uh, if uh, I could, you know, like like the ones that are like that have been sent out to pasture or whatever, like, you know, the over-the-hill Monster Girls, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who, who was that? Was that Nick? Tell me that. It had to be Nick for Oh, I get oh, no, that, that was all the time. Online, the guy who asked was Cool Man Seven Seven Seven. Oh, okay, so. all right. Well, yeah, so they gave me other questions, and Riley told the story, mentioned a story where she got locked in the bathroom at uh, Fontana. There's a lot more stuff we could probably get into. But like I said, we're up again. We have another guest coming. You have to up. realize Riley has not worked long enough to have this many stories. I know, I know. She's what two years in, something like that. So yeah, yeah. Riley's rad though. I I, I like her. Uh, she's really f- sweet. Uh, Brady Brady's just fantastic those are the only two that i really have gotten a chance to know a little bit but mm-hmm. I, I think they're both really awesome ladies and uh you're doing a great job and um i Thank wish you. i had said hi to you uh that morning at breakfast at salt lake city i was i came in with daniel blair and i i just didn't yeah. know who you were and i was not i wasn't friendly mm-hmm. enough clearly oh it's okay we were rehashing the night before and yeah. about that, that 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 party yeah well, it was, uh, I, I should have said hi to you. So I, I guarantee next year I will come introduce myself, but we really appreciate you giving us some time. All good. Thank you guys. All right, Kelly, we well, have a good night and we'll talk to you real soon.
All right. See you down. Right. Thanks. Bye. It's Kelly Louch. There's so many more like stories. Like I still have a list of stuff they wanted to ask. And unfortunately we didn't get to it all. Um, I don't know if Brady and Riley stayed in. Riley said she couldn't open the chat room. It wouldn't let her for some reason. Yeah. So, Brady said she loved the show. Well, good, good. Brady, thank you for always being nice and sweet to us and having time for us. Uh, let's take our last commercial break, and we'll be back with Brian Steely with Mad Skills. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 7G Straight out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. All right, we're back in our next guest of the night, brought to you by Blood Lubricant Oil Lines, which were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing, motocross, supercross, sprint cars, side-by-sides, whatever you race, Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Use promo code MOTOX, all caps, to save. Tonight, uh, Blood Lubricants brings us from Mad Skills 3, uh, Brian Steely. What's up, dude? How's the, how's, well, I don't know if I should ask you how the launch has gone because you're stressing a little bit. Yeah, I would be stressing anyway, just on, on, on the launch day. You know, we've been working on this for a long time and, and yeah. I haven't had a lot of sleep, so super tired, but we, we just have a big issue going with Android today. Um, we, we went into an unexpected uh, re- last-minute review with the Google Play team, and we 
just waiting on them to kind of give it the final nod. So we thought we were all approved and good to go. And um, they screwed kind it up. stressing about that. Well, well, I'm not saying they did. Yeah, um, I know. I, I did. I'm just glad that I finally switched to an iPhone like a few months ago then because I'd yeah. be mad. Yeah, and I don't blame people who are mad about it or bummed about it anyway. No pun. Um, yeah, right. But, <laughs> but it, you know, we have done what we can what we can do at this point, and, and there's not much left to do but wait. So I've got my fingers crossed. Joe and I have been obsessively refreshing the the Google Play console, right, right. waiting for the world's in review to change to approve so everybody can play the game. So hopefully it's hopefully it's any minute. In fact, I told him to text me like 30 times during this during this uh, podcast if he gets uh, an approval to make nice, sure he don't nice. miss it. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's funny. Like about 11:30 Central last night, I was sitting there listening to Pulp and. I, I decided it popped up on my phone that it was available. And I was like, oh, it's not even the 25th yet, but I'll take it. And, or, or, or I guess it was, it was supposed to come out today, right? Yeah, but we thought, oh, yeah, we'll just make sure that we don't we don't have any unexpected problems and we'll push it live a little bit early. Okay. Yeah, that's what we thought. <laughs> it well, didn't work out that way. But I, I, was playing, I was playing the game during the last half hour, 45 minutes of pulp and learning the, the stuff. And finally, today, I got far enough in that I was allowed to start whipping. That's pretty rad. You can whip now. It's fun. I love I love whipping that bike. I think it's super fun. It took a lot of work to make it to get it to this point, but yeah. we're having a lot of fun with it. I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out. It's it's you know it's it's a bit different than Mad Skills too, but I did do a whip backflip on accident, so I was pretty impressed with that. <laughs> and and you landed it. I did. I mean, nice. complete cool. accident. Like it, you know, no skill, no Mad Skills. I'm still <laughs> still right. learning, but. Um, so, have, what's the feedback you've gotten so far from? Uh, you know, I know it's only been. Not even 24 hours, but what's the feedback you're getting? You know, uh, mostly positive, some some negative stuff, which is always going to be the case. Sure. In some cases, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people really like Mad Skills Motocross, too. So in some cases, you know, I, I would assume some people will stick with that game. We're going to continue supporting Mad Skills Motocross, too, indefinitely. So Good. we don't intend to kill that game or anything. But some people love the new game and think it's way better. Some people are still prefer Mad Skills 2. And I think in a lot of cases, people just need to kind of play Mad Skills 3 for a while. It's different. Uh, we didn't see any reason to make the exact same game. Yeah. Um, but also, there's some stuff coming in Mad Skills Motocross 3. That it's just going to blow blow Mad Skills Motocross 2 out of the water as far as the overall game is concerned. So, you know, I think in some cases, some folks may not come over to it right away, but I, I would assume most will eventually. The only negative I have is I'm so invested in two, and now I'm doing the daily challenge. I'm doing the jam. I'm doing, uh, you know, the verse. I'm doing all the all these other things, and now I'm like, well, now I got to go play. I'm playing this game, and I don't want to stop playing Mad Skills Three, but I got to go back and do my my next set of tries on the on the week the daily deal. Yeah, you know, so I'm like, oh my god, like I'm gonna have to. I don't know. I don't have enough time in the day for everything I'm trying to do, but I'm balancing it so far. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not, not really sure what the the secret to that is exactly, other than I guess probably eventually you'll figure out one of the games is the one for you. And yeah, maybe that one. I would guess maybe. Um, yeah. So what what were you? What was the goal with Mad Skills Three? As far you know, end game is it? it like I'm sure it's not at, at its um, final product yet, right? You said there's there's stuff coming. What's the future of Mad Skills Three? Is there you know, new other things that you have uh, set up for the future. Like we just started the, I'm stuttering here cause I'm trying to put it all in the words, but you just came out with the weekly or the daily challenge that's new yep. in mad skills too. Are there things six months from now that you plan in mad skills three? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Mad Skills Three, it, it's it's sort of released as a base okay. game. It's it's, it's the opposite of the final thing. It's the very beginning yep. of it. So you know, ultimately, what we want to do is we want to create. We want this to be the last Mad Skills game we make. Um, okay. We want to make something that can evolve into the ultimate mobile motocross game over the course of the next decade. And what we're trying to do is, um, you know, the next thing we'll be adding is uh, teams. You know, that's coming in, in the, the first major update, and we think that's going to be really cool. It's going to be the first sort of really, truly communal mode of a Mad Skills game. And this is going to allow people to group together. People have been doing this offline and out of the game for a long time anyway, but we're going to make the ability for people to to join into sort of teams, you know, in mobile gaming, often these would be called clans or things like that, um, and, and have different types of competitions where sometimes they have – competitions with teammates within their team and other times they can they can battle other teams in different types of competitions that we've never done in the game before so we think that's a really good start awesome um but to me the ultimate goal um and, and something joe and i joe's the lead game designer so if i reference him a few times he's so involved in the game i'll talk about him a lot um to me the ultimate goal of mad skills motocross 3 is to just finally realize this game as an online sport you know i really want to bring structured racing into our game so it's a little tricky when you have hundreds of thousands of people playing it every day yeah Um, for sure it's one thing at a track if you have you know 20 people in a class racing uh and a total of a couple hundred people racing in a day that's somewhat easy relatively speaking to manage it's more difficult when you have hundreds of thousands of people playing a day but we want a class structure we want people to be able to start into the game and in online structured points paying racing and be able to move up through classes and you know try to achieve professional status and then have an elite level where you've only got a small number of people who are able to make it to that elite level and it becomes sort of like the you know the gate of a supercross yeah. race or motor, pro motocross race. That, that, I don't see any reason it can't happen. Racing's racing. The, you know, there are a million types of racing in the world from, from dirt bikes to, to cars, to lawnmowers, to boats, to drones, whatever. And all of these types of racing have organized structures that are relatively similar behind them. And I just don't see any reason why we can't make that work in Mad Skills Motocross. It's, uh, it's been a long time goal of mine. And, and I intend to realize that with Mad Skills Motocross 3. Badass. Yeah. So with, I bet it was like, what was the most nervous thing that you had? Because, you know, you have something that was so successful as Mass Skills 2. Like, what what was the most nerve-wracking thing about releasing 3? Like, like you know, potentially, you know, you don't want to hurt the brand name. So, like, what was the most nervous, nervous thing going into the third one? I guess that's the, I guess you kind of laid it out. It's just yeah. making sure that we did the, did the name justice and the game justice. You know, we want... I mean, you know, I've played, and I think most motocross racers I know, uh, I'm not a motocross racer, but most motocross racers and, and motocross enthusiasts I know have played that game like more than, than almost any other mobile game, maybe all of them combined. And I just didn't want, I just didn't want to like jack that up, you know? <laughs> I wanted people to feel like we made a game that is uh, deserving of the name and, and that they can they can get used to and maybe ultimately like even better than Mad Skills too. And I think even most people who aren't quite there yet will probably be eventually as, as we develop this game into something that's just so far beyond what we've done in the past. I really do. So uh, one of our listeners has a question. Jake Curry sure. wants to know about a promo code for the Moto X pod listeners. Yeah, we can do that. 
That's awesome. That's good with you guys. Yeah, Heck yeah. That's good with you guys. We've what I can do is how about three promo codes for for t-shirts? Sure. Awesome. Does that yeah. work? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Our guy Joe's listening right now, and I, I know he can hook that up. So we'll. Uh, I, I don't know how to do how to pull that off live right now, but if right. you want to, we can do it. Run later. The contest. We, yeah. Yeah. However you want to do it, we can provide the codes, okay. and then whoever whoever wins them can just go to our online store, pick whatever T-shirt they want, takes care of shipping and all that stuff, and it's global, so it doesn't just have to be U.S. listeners. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out at the end of the show here. How we want to do that. I'm curious if the guys that dominate Mad Skills Two will be the same guys that dominate Mad Skills Three. You know, like well, obviously it's, we know it's just funny. The answer is yes, and I can tell you why. <laughs> because today on the Turborilla show, which we have a, a live um, at, at this point, I think it's going to be weekly. Yeah, a live show where a number of our guys just kind of, you know, play the game and talk about the game and, and all sorts of things. Um, you know, we made the point today on the show that it's the same guys up top. So it's it's not that you know. Yeah, it's not that different. The the way you play the game. The physics are different, but the way you play the game is not that different. So I think we'll see the same people for the most part up top. I mean, let's watch what Master 52 does, the original legend. You know, he's kind of working with us right now, and okay. he's just kind of starting with Mad Skills Motocross 3. So I will be curious to see if he can be the the level of racer in 3 that he was in 2. Let's watch and see what happens. But I would bet money that he will be. Drives me crazy, man, because I, I want to be able to go as fast. So he's got some of the little things, you know, the – the backflip to stay low over the jumps. And I, and like, I only do that on accident once in a while. It just drives me crazy. These guys are so good at it. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think that, that, that separates these guys is mortal players like myself, for instance, I just have a bunch of bad habits in the game and I do them all the time. Like I'm constantly leaning all the way back or I mash the button and hold the button down more. And if you watch these top guys, they really figure out how to use the controls to, to get control of the bikes better. But I think most of us, we don't really learn what to do to get really, really good. And we just kind of keep repeating the same, the same bad habits and it limits how, how quickly we get good. And it makes it hard for us to be immortals. Like somebody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, after the last time we talked to you, you hooked me up and, and gave me all the fast bikes. So I went from like, like maybe like the fifth or sixth bike in the game to like the best bike in the game. And yeah, like, right. I just like, I, like it took me like, it took me several attempts to not just completely whiskey throttle and launch. Or like, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I think it yeah, took me forward. like yeah, it took me like fifteen minutes to make it through. One, like, I finally get through a track. <laughs> well, that's actually part of the reason why we try to make it to where the bikes have to be spaced out. Just that way, you know, if you if you unlock them as they're available, you learn. You right. learn how to use each one, and you ease into the best bikes. But if you just motor through them, sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge. That's another thing I, I like about the daily race is you get old bike old some of the older bikes sometimes and you have to readjust you have to kind of go back to how you used to play the game well, that's the case in mad skills three too because whereas in mad skills two we would just have one sort of general jam every week and everybody's racing the same two bikes and you just use the best bike or the same two tracks and you just use the best bike that you have most people are on bike 13 you know because most people have unlocked that at this point yeah uh, in Maskell 3, I mean, jams can be anything. Like, we have bike-specific jams. So even if you've unlocked the best bike in the game, we still might have a bike 2 jam. And oh, everybody cool. in the jam is on that bike. So the, the types of events we're going to do are going to be so varied. Uh, we have a lot of ideas. We really hope to hear other ideas from players, uh, not just for events, but for everything in the game. Because yeah. 
we have a lot of ideas for three, but one of those ideas is to listen to everybody and find out what people want and make sure that we do it. Whips are a good example of that. People have been asking us to do whips for years and that's cool. We just kind of were like, we're not releasing the game without them. That, that's really cool. The, um, especially cause I didn't know y'all were doing the bike specific cause I am terrible at video games at all. Like dark side, all of our buddies like kill me playing the game. And so having, and I'm really cheap and I love the fact that you don't have to spend money to unlock things in the game. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, you definitely don't. Um, you know, obviously it speeds things up, but, uh, you could unlock everything in the game. You could play through and unlock, unlock everything without spending money. And, and yeah, and I like, I don't remember in mad skills too, but in this one, I actually just downloaded it. I've been, over, they're getting on to me cause I'm playing it while I'm supposed to be running the show. But, um, that I noticed that you can watch the ads or not watch the ads for the extra boost. Like oh. what, what did they, they didn't remember that in, in mad skills too. Was that something that y'all came up with just to, you know, help people get quicker and maybe generate more revenue for y'all? Yeah. You know, just trying to work out the model, you know what I mean? It's, it's not an easy thing to do. And, and it's a starting point. So what the game looks like, and you know, we'll be we'll be monitoring everything from yeah. frequency of ads to how much money we're charging for everything, and you know, yeah, everything's like not exactly right out of the gate. You know, right. we'll get it we'll get it right, but it could take us a little while to tweak everything. No, that's so. really cool. But, I just want to give you all props for that because I play a, like a couple of solitaire games that you have to watch the ads, and that gets really annoying. But this one, you can <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Play solitaire. Sol- well, okay, I'm a dork. I'm a nerd, okay? At least he didn't say Candy Crush. Uh, do not play that Candy game. Crush is probably way cooler than what he's playing. <laughs> Chinese solitaire is really complicated. Okay. <laughs> anyway, finish your... I, I'm just, done. I'm done talking uh, to you. Hey, hang on. I got to... Here we go. Let's do this again. Stop acting like an idiot. <laughs> You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Okay. What do you got, Scotty? Uh, so, um, did, did it just kind of... Did the clouds just kind of line up right to where the release date came out a week before the national started, or was that something that y'all intentionally did to kind of like hype up and like you know obviously everybody's getting like that's the one I seem to play the most kind of video games like I'm getting hyped for a new season or something like that. It makes you think about it. Did y'all do that intentionally? Oh, of course. Yeah, okay, of well, course. There it was you intentional. go. <laughs> I mean, we we released Mad Skills BMX. I think it was one right around when the Olympics were happening and BMX was in the, were in the Olympics. But I mean, when it comes to moto though, you know, I've, I've been in this sport for a long time. So I, I always know when things are and, yeah. and you know, you're, if you're releasing a game, you're trying to think what, what makes sense, what's going to work. And there were a number of months ago where we were thinking, we kind of realized about how much more time it would take. And I looked at the schedule and I, I just kind of went to the CEO and I was like, all right, this is the, this is the time because the national start here and, folks will be stoked and we're coming out of this big pandemic where everybody's been home and they're bumming and they're going to be really, really pumped for motocross this year and just be a good time. So yeah, it was totally intentional. Of course. Awesome. Well, I look forward to uh, playing some more tonight. I've got, I got a bunch of work to do for the wrap up show tomorrow, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be playing some tonight. Uh, still hoping that we, we get the pulp MX versus moto X pod show track or something coming up eventually. But, uh, oh yeah, you know what? I, I can't. You sent me that text a while back that had a number of track names. Yeah, and, and it slipped into the ether. So if you can find that again and send it over, I'm going to make sure those track names get into the game. Okay. Uh, I want to run it by Mathis to make sure he's cool with it. With, yeah, um, yeah. You know, using pulp in the game. But if Mathis is cool with it, then uh, we'll we'll definitely get all those. You know, or at least most of those track names in the game. If you shoot them back over to me, man, I'll take care of it. I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Well, cool. Brian, man, awesome talking to you tonight. Um, 
we're going to wrap this thing up and call it a night, I think, for show 200. But we really appreciate you coming on and uh, very excited to keep playing this game and get better at it. Hey, I just wanted to also say, real, first of all, yeah, thanks for having me on. But also, how cool that you guys hit, hit number 200. I mean, what an accomplishment. It's awesome. And also, people just love round numbers like that, man. Everybody <laughs> always is, you know, nobody thinks 199 or 201 is nearly as cool. Right, as right. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be on show 200. Maybe we should do that every week. It was like, oh, show 210. Yeah. Oh, show 220. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. It's <laughs> yeah. good for, it, that'd be a good, a good marketing tactic. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden we'll be like a thousand shows. We'll surpass Mathis. And be like, that doesn't make any sense. Wow, you're on show 1000? Yes, but we count in tens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ryan, man, thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. And uh, I, I, again, like when I'm sitting at a red light and it's a really long red light, you guys saved my day. Awesome. I'm stoked to hear that, man. Thanks for having me on, guys, and have a great night. You too, buddy. Thanks. Cool. Yep. See ya. See ya. All right. Thanks to Brian again. Mad skills. Uh, man, I you was playing at a red light. I was sort of joking, <laughs> but yes, sometimes. If it's a long, long enough kind of if you're Salt Lake City, kind of at, hit, right man. out in front of the Rice Eccles Stadium, yes, you would play because it's like a 12 minute light. Uh, it seems like. See that would that would make my I, my brain would pop. I can't oh, do that. I, that's why I can't live in a big city. I just the red lights there were uh, unbearable. Uh, I, I know what I talked about doing 250 stuff. But let's. I, I'm ready, we need to wrap this stuff up. We got a lot to do still tonight. Plus, dinner. I'm hungry. So we've got our winner, uh, Jake Curry. Did he know that he won the jersey? Did he ever say anything? Yeah, yeah. he did. Cool. So we'll get that thing out. Maybe I may send it to him. I may not. Uh, oh, Chisholm. We've got the Kyle Chisholm jersey. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not, it doesn't matter. We'll do. We'll pick a winner in two full weeks. I want to email me at motoexpot show at gmail.com. I want Chiz's best results at Loretta's ever. Year, class, position. Best result for Kyle Chisholm. And you guys will win this Kyle Chisholm signed jersey that's hanging on our wall. Two weeks. So not 201, but show 202. We'll pick a winner. Again, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Uh, anything else from you guys before we wrap this thing up? No. Apparently not. Just, no. Okay. Cherubies USA, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Berm Lords, Graphics, and Jersey ID, R Jerky, Extreme Colors, Williams Moto Works, and X-Brand Goggles all on board. Thanks to everybody. Uh, unfortunately, Chase Sexton didn't make it on. I think he's going to be on next week. We're hoping. But thanks to Talon Volan, Brian Steely, Kelly Louch, and we'll also get Josh Josh Jelly Ellingson on in the future once those guys aren't quite so busy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks to the Patreon supporters. Uh, other than that, we're out of here.